You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. This is Straight Fire for Thursday, November 18th. We have a special guest today. Not much of a pod from a take perspective. Not a lot of great stories happening in sports. I personally had a pretty great Wednesday. If you do ask, uh, I took uh, my buddy Dan, who is a regular listener of the podcast, has uh, hyped up this boxing class, his boxing gym near us. He's like, oh yeah, you know, um, your guy Leinert goes there and some other uh, the wives of NBA players and like, hey, it's big time. You got to check it out. So I reluctantly check it out. And of course, I'm going to be super hurting all day today. I woke up sore as hell and I know I'm just going to be uh, re- just regretting it. But it was an awesome workout. Then I played some hoops. Uh, I had some family time and I, it was just an all around great Wednesday. And for your entertainment, I got Brian Winhorst 
the legend who covers the NBA. Yeah, he's a legend. I mean, he's been at ESPN for like 15 years. He's written bestseller books. He's got a podcast. Um, he, he's one of the guys who shapes NBA coverage for ESPN. And uh, we talk about everything. Lakers, struggles. Um, yes, LeBron Westbrook. But just like all around the league, interesting stuff. Um, and we're trying to get on things before they happen and uh, just keep a close ear to a couple things. You know, he can't always go all in, um, but he can kind of hint at things that may be coming down the pike. So it's really fun midweek NBA discussion. Enjoy Brian Windhorst. At the end of the pod, I have a best bet for Thursday Night Football. And if you remember, the direct hit, that was Monday Night Football. I don't know if I can guarantee another victory, but I can guarantee giving you a gross bet that you have to make. But first, here's Brian Windhorst from ESPN. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome back to Straight Fire one of the more popular NBA guests we have. We try to bring him on every year, twice if time permits, because he's such a huge deal. New York Times bestselling author. Uh, I think he might be neighbors with Jimmy Buffett. Uh, not Jimmy Buffett, Warren Buffett. Uh, this and guy's Jimmy big Buffett. time. Jimmy Buffett. Jim- <laughs> I used to live in Miami, and I was neighbors with Jimmy, and then I moved to Omaha, and then neighbors with Warren. <laughs> Brian Windhorst, the legend from ESPN. He's got a great podcast. Uh, before we started recording, I was asking about some of the people that he hosts it with. I won't talk about that here, but uh, he's got a good podcast on the NBA. Uh, I don't listen to any NBA podcast, really, except his, because uh, he's plugged in as much as anybody and um, Brian, first of all, how are you doing? And uh, second, um, are you excited for the holidays? I'm fine and not really. I mean, the holidays after you're a kid. Yeah. It's sort of something you have to do. I'm excited to be around family. That's always, that's, that's good. You, you have a new appreciation for that. Will you have to go to NBA games on Christmas Day? No, I gave that up years ago. Smart. I did it for like, might be seven or eight consecutive Christmases. Mm. And then you reach a point where you're like, all right, I've done that. Yeah, I, I can move on from that. The games are exciting. I get it, but I'd rather be with my family. And now you got a little kid at home, so you got to spend time yeah. with the fam. Um, yeah. NBA, Brian, this always happens with the league. The first week or two, there's this huge pop. The league is back. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. And then there's, you know, kind of recedes. Okay, we got 82 games. Let's let's pace ourselves. And right around Christmas, there's the reemergence of the NBA. But I'm going to say, based on some of the stuff we've seen early, it feels like there's a little more juice to the league right now Namely, the Milwaukee Bucks sputtering big time. Um, LeBron not playing for the Lakers. This Zion Williamson disaster in New Orleans. Um, I I talked a little bit about last week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and Carl Anthony Towns. It sounds like there's some issues there. Where would you like to start the pod today? We could talk about the Atlanta Hawks, those frauds in the East. I don't know. uh, All these teams, you're talking about all these teams that are underachieving. What about the Golden State Warriors? Ah. Yes, they are at the top of my list. Incredible. What about the Washington (laughs) Wizards? I mean, you're looking at all of the downsides, all of the struggles. Debbie Downer here, uh, midweek. But all right, fine. Let's talk about the Warriors. Number one in offense. Well, you know, the league sort of yields to the NFL. You know, they they have a big, um, they have a big kickoff opening week, and then they don't really have many many marquee games Mm -hmm. until Christmas. Yeah, and so you you have like, you know, the Warriors who are one of the biggest draws i still think ratings wise i still think they're number one yep despite the lakers and despite the injuries um i still think that the warriors are the number one draw and so you know they have like an eight game homestand early in the season where there's not exactly a lot of 
big name teams that come in there. I mean, they ended up playing the Bulls in there, which ended up being a big game, mm -hmm. but it wasn't because um, the schedule makers thought it would be. And so they just don't play that many big games. You know, this week they had Nets Warriors. That was a big game. Um, but they just they just stay away from it. And now they've even given up Thursday nights. They, you know, TNT isn't doing their premium product on, on uh, Thursday night. They're doing it on Tuesday night because they don't want to fight with the NFL. And I wonder, the NFL is playing more and more games on Christmas Day. Yeah. Already last year, the NBA took its premium. You know, usually the premium game was um, in the 5 o'clock Eastern hour. Mm -hmm. They they pushed it later to avoid the NFL. And this year, Christmas is on Saturday, mm. on a Saturday. And there's a bunch of more NFL games. Like there, there used to be just one, and I think there's multiple now. Mm -hmm. The NBA is like that's they're taking the NFL is taking over their corner there. They so, can't. Well, the NBA can't do anything. They can't. There's no point in even trying, right? Right. Well, that's what the thing they're yielding. They're yielding to it, which is why the league, which is again why after the the bubble, after the you know the pandemic, they thought, hey, let's start on Christmas. We'll start the league on Christmas, um, to avoid the NFL. But that didn't really work either. So the NFL's got the NBA in full retreat. You know, they're they're taking some of their corners, but. Um, that's not what you asked. You know, the <laughs> <laughs> I love a good ramble to start, Brian. That's good. Sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah. Um, the reason the Warriors are fascinating, Jason, is that they're really good. And now they're good partially because they're scheduled. But obviously that win they had in Brooklyn was a statement win. But they have the ability to get better as the season goes along. Um, so. Clay and James Wiseman, we think will come back. Yeah. There's a possibility that they can make a trade. That's a, a difficult, long, hard to see question just yet, but they, they have the pieces to make a, a trade. You look at other teams out there. Yeah. I mean, if Kyrie comes back, the nets are going to get better. Um, but the other teams out there who are competing with them don't have the same capability to improve. Mm. And so like the Lakers, the Lakers, you know, let's say they get LeBron back and, and go on a big win streak and, you know, are biting at the Warriors' heels in, in eight, ten weeks. They don't have much they can do to improve their roster. They kind of got what they got. Maybe they can get a buyout guy or something. So that's where the Warriors are very are so fascinating yeah. is that there's room for them to improve. I don't know, 12-2, and two, number one offense, number one defense in terms of efficiency, and just the words, they could make a trade, hit your lips. That seems a little odd to me. Is it is that a Ben Simmons thing? Or like, what? why would they need to improve? I mean, I just think, you know, when you want to win the championship, you want to make sure you have the best team possible to win. And so, you know, they, I'm sure this is something that they're going to talk about. Like, do we want to use some upcoming draft picks or um, this some of these a young player or two? to go out and get one more piece. Maybe they get to February and they're like, yeah, we don't need it. We have a championship team here now. Maybe Clay comes back and like looks really good and they're like, okay, we're good. But I'm going to just, you know, regardless of what they do, even if it go, even if it's into next year, they have maneuverability next summer, you know, where they can improve their roster. So I just think that the Warriors, after sort of taking two years to, you know, to sort of lay in the gutter, so to speak, uh, although they did make the play-in round yeah. last year, um, you know, they've, they've come roaring back and they're in great, they're in great position. Yeah. Now just to put it in perspective, um, you know, we're about one sixth of the way through the season. I, I did some math and it's early on a Wednesday, but I did some math and that's the equivalent of like three games in the NFL. So 
everybody who was crowing about like the Carolina Panthers and your Denver Broncos, Brian, three and zero to start the season, like that's gone. So this Warriors start could just be uh, heavy, heavily based on the schedule, right? Like we shouldn't read too much into this. Yeah, and they had an eight game homestand, which an eight game homestand in any season is rare, yeah. anytime, but especially like in October, November. And what that allowed them to do was not only to get a lot of home games where teams are going to win most of them if they're a good team anyway, but it allowed them to practice. Yeah. So you, you know, if you're going on long road trips, it's hard to practice because you're traveling so much. You're traveling on the off days. You're you're getting in very late. You can't get really good practice. You can't get good rhythm. So not only did the Warriors have a favorable schedule where they were able to be at home, but they were able for like two and a half or three weeks to be at home and practice. Mm. And so it's almost like they have had a they, they've got a little bit of a jump start on their chemistry and togetherness that other teams would have in mid-November. And so you you see that in the way they play. You watch how and it's granted, it's not like they just started moving the ball on offense yesterday. That's obviously been a part mm-hmm. of their team. It's not like Draymond and and Steph developed their great two-man game off each other in these last three weeks. That's taken, you know, they've been doing that for seven or eight years. But it certainly helps. Um they just look more organized as a team and they look more comfortable. And you look at a team that you were talking to, about a team like the Hawks, who's definitely struggled. That's a team that had to go on a long West coast trip, like the second or third week of the season mm. and get their, uh, you know, their teeth kicked in for a week and a half out there on, in the Western road trip, which by the way, a lot of teams will come out West and get slapped around. A lot of West teams will go East and get slapped around a bit. It's the nature of the NBA. And you all of a sudden look like you're off to a rough start when you have to deal with that road trip right out of the gate. I mean, there's some teams that don't make their big West or first, you know, typically teams make two long trips each year to the other conference. Some teams don't go out for the first time until mid to late December when they're rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. All right. So what about a team like uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves who are four and nine, Anthony Edwards gets all the highlights has great dunks, Putting, I mean, he's out there telling Steph, I might go for 50 tonight. And, you know, you start diving a little deeper, Brian. He's shooting 41% from the field, 32 from three. Um, and he's taking more shots than Carl Anthony Towns, who, by the way, is playing, you could argue, this is the best season of his career, player efficiency-wise, three-point shooting. I don't know. I had heard recently that there was some issues in Minnesota. We know Carl Anthony Towns, guy's a little strange, and we know his connection to New York. I don't know. Have you heard anything about the Timberwolves? Anything well, interesting? It wasn't good when their when their general manager got fired in training. Camp. <laughs> I mean, that's not a good sign. Um, and quite frankly, you know, Gerson Rosas, he's a nice man, but um, his judgment, some of the things that he did in, in running that franchise. I mean, David Kahn is held up as the standard as sort of one of the worst general managers <laughs> in modern era. And I'm sad to say that you could put a case together for Rosas. Oh, jeez. Well, and just rewind. The guy you mentioned, um, he's a former journalist. What's his name again? David Kahn. David Kahn. He's the one who drafted Johnny Flynn over Curry, and I think he did Rubio as well, right? Yeah, he drafted two point guards ahead of Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, it's, you know, it's always difficult when you draft two point guards in the same draft. But yeah. then when you do, <laughs> when, you, when you pass up Curry, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Towns has cooled off a little bit, um, but he's still having a great season. What is interesting is that he's definitely having the best three-point shooting season of his career, um, which leads me to believe he should be shooting more of them. Um, 
but instead he's taking fewer shots than he did last year. He's he's having a great season and taking fewer shots, and Anthony Edwards is taking about five more a game. And, you know, you you saw that moment that went viral uh, over the weekend when Anthony Edwards was on the perimeter dribbling in between his legs 13 times. And Towns, he, he, Count, Towns was so convinced that he was going to shoot that he just started walking back yeah. on defense. Yep, yep. And um, and he was right. Towns did shoot, and he was right that he missed it, and he had to get back on defense. So, um, you know, when you look at just look at the raw data, um, the issue is um, that Towns is getting the ball less, even when he's shooting really well. The problem is, is that Towns really leaned in to Edwards being that draft pick. You know, they oh. could have taken Lamelo Ball, but you know, Gerson had traded for and oh, at a high cost yeah. had traded for D'Angelo Russell, right. who has a relationship with towns and they didn't want to draft a, a, a ball, a lead guard to come in and smother Russell. And so after that, um, you know, last year when the, when the, when the pick was coming to, he had to make the selection. It was actually a year ago right now, Jason, if you That's can right, that, yeah. the draft was like a year ago, right about now, I think this week, a year ago this week, um, you know, like they had a choice, you know, do we go for LaMelo? Uh, do we, do we, do we go for, cause you know, they weren't going to draft Wiseman because Wiseman obviously plays the same position as Towns mm-hmm. and Towns like gave interviews was like, Oh, this is the best pick for us or whatever. So he's married himself to, to, to Ant. And so, um, that's where the difficulty comes in. You know, they started the season off three and one, they had an easy, they had a favorable schedule, but they were playing much better defense. That's gone away. And, um, you know, look, I mean, Towns has, he's got two years at the max left after this, um, you know, he's tied into the franchise. I think he's just frustrated. He's, you know, at the end of what's happening in fourth quarters, they're, they're the worst fourth quarter team in the league. Ooh. I can't believe you want me to talk about the Timberwolves this much. What you really wanted me to do is say that Carl Towns wants to be traded or something like that. That's I, what I, really I, well, I mean, it sounds like he really wants to go to New York. <laughs> Does he not? Um, you know, I think Carl is frustrated with the situation. And, and that frustration, by the way, comes in like you see it when you watch him in fourth quarters. Yeah. Other teams double team him because they want Edwards to take the shot. <laughs> oh, that's so hard. And they don't have schemes set up for to take advantage of that. And like they also don't have, you know, they don't have good point guards in my opinion. And so they don't have people who know how to get him the ball. But D'Angelo Russell's not a good point guard, Brian. Come well, on. He's just he's okay. He's <laughs> he's not going to You're not going to What is he on his fourth team already? Ball. Fifth? <laughs> you're not going to confuse him with Chris Paul. So, um my guess is he's pretty frustrated and like I said it didn't help that you know, they hired a coach in the middle of last season and then the general manager got fired in training camp yeah. or right before training camp. Uh, that's that's not uh, something that you're looking for, uh, for stability in the NBA. Uh, let's pivot to the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis opened his mouth to GQ and was like, oh, I chose to stay here even though all the pressure is, it's easier to leave. And I want to pause there, Brian. And a lot of people in the Bucks fan base are angry with me. And again, I don't know if you and I talked about this yet, but I've, been saying this for like five years. I'm, I got to FS1 and I said this when Durant left OKC for Golden State. It is harder for a guy to leave where he's been for six, seven, eight, nine years, get hated by that fan base. They burn your jerseys. The people are just bombing you on social media every day for months, weeks, years 
Okay, it's harder to leave, and you're not only hated by the fan base you leave, but everyone else hates you because you went and, and loaded up on a team. So I, this whole Giannis, it's easy to leave. Giannis is loved by everybody for staying. LeBron and KD are hated viscerally. LeBron left Miami like 10 years ago, and he's still hated for that. KD left five years ago. He's still hated. Brian, either tell me I'm crazy. I don't mind. You can say that. But the easier decision is to stay. In some cases, that's possibly true. Yeah, I think each case is different. But um, uh, I thought they would be reacting to what he said where he was like, well, you know, I'd stay here for now. Uh, this is the place I want to be for now. <laughs> uh, that was just kind of a scary statement, but but um, he's isn't he locked in for like four more years? Like what? Yeah, but I, well, he he's not allowed to be traded, but in right now <laughs> under the rules. But I mean, you know, the thing about it is in today's NBA, a contract doesn't mean anything. Contract doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything to, at all. No, because players are demanding trades all the time. Well, I don't know. Ben Simmons so, has a contract, and they're not they're not dealing him. How is it going? Do you, do you think that's a good situation? That's to, that's, I think that's it's happening? awful, but I love it. It's great for us, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, you're not, they're not keeping the player regardless of his contract. So yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you have to constantly be maintaining that relationship. It's like, uh, you know, having a, having a superstar like this in these days, it's like having a, it's like having a race car engine. You know, like I, I, I've learned so much about Formula One because I watched this Netflix series. Do you know what I'm talking I about? I do know what you're talking about, but I've never seen it. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Is it that good? I mean, I, I enjoy it. But one of the things that you, I mean, I, you already know this. But one of the things that you really learn about those things go wrong with these cars all the time. Yeah. There's constantly there's like hundreds and hundreds of people working on these cars and still things still go wrong. But when they're all calibrated and everything's right, it's like amazing to watch the way they can corner everything like that. And that's kind of what it's like to have a player like LeBron or like Giannis. Like when you have him at full bore, like you watch him in the finals, like holy moly, yeah. what incredible like moments. But you have to constantly, you're constantly making sure that that engine is, is running right. And, you know, the Bucks definitely got an incredible gift from Giannis when he extended before last season because he took the pressure off the table. Uh, of uh, of the season going along and people worrying about him being a free agent. Yeah. And it ended up helping the team as they had a, a great season and ended up winning the title. So it worked together, but like that doesn't buy you five years. That buys you as much time <laughs> as Giannis remains happy. And right now he's happy. And so that's, that's a, a good yeah. thing. And the team invested in Drew Holiday and invested in Chris Middleton and they're going to invest probably more money in Dante Givincenzo and they're paying the luxury tax and all that stuff. And, and they're continuing to keep that, that engine well-oiled, but man, it's, it's fragile. And that yeah. interview is just another example of it. And, and it might be fragile. I know they're, they don't have Middleton or Lopez, but they're 11th in the East right now. If the playoffs started tomorrow, they don't, the bucks would be out. Uh, any concerns at all o over this clunky start? Not really. I mean, um, Giannis missed a few games with a sprained ankle and Middleton missed, I think seven or eight games with COVID Lopez has been out. I think since the first week of the season with a back issue, um, drew holiday had an injury early on. I mean, if all of those guys are banged up, uh, yeah, they're going to be in trouble, mm. but if they have to have them healthy to compete, to read, to win the championship begin anyway, I'm not, there's a bunch of other teams that to keep an eye on before you have to worry about them. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Let's get positive for a moment. I I grew up in the Northern Virginia area. The Washington Bullets at the time were fun when they had Chris Webber and a couple other dudes. Never really broke through. I I thought the Gilbert Arenas years were okay. The Beale Wall years were okay. But they're pretty damn good right now. Uh, What's the better story? The Wizards atop the East or the Bulls right on their heels? Yeah, you know, both of them. The Bulls haven't been to the playoffs in like five years. Mm -hmm. And it's such a, a legacy market. And um, 
you know, that's, that's a, that's a fascinating team to, I'm really, they're, they, they've done such a really good job of plugging the players that they signed in and having them be like, you look at the way they're using Lonzo ball. It works. You look at the way they're losing Mar DeRozan. It really works. He's having a career season so far. You look at the way they're using Alex Caruso. It really works. They're, you know, sometimes we see guys get signed and they come into a new situation and it doesn't work. And, um, you know, those they've done, they did a lot of work as they put that team together, a lot of preparation and it's really paid off and they've actually had injuries. You know, they, you know, one of their leading bench scorers, Kobe white has been out uh, all year, uh, Kobe white. And then um, Patrick Williams, who's one of their most important defensive players. He's out for the season with with the wrist injury. So, um, you know, they've had some adversity and still done it. But, you know, Washington, that trade that they made with the Lakers is a fascinating trade. Yes, it fascinating, is. fascinating trade. It, it could end up being a sliding doors moment. Um, Ooh. Uh, I don't know because, you know, for the Lakers, because they could have gone with they could have gone a whole different different path. Um, but here's what you have to here's what you had to realize. Two years ago, the Wizards were a very average team with an enormous payroll. And they had a new general manager, and they've had a new coach. And they had John Wall, who had back-to-back bad injuries. Not quite as bad as um, Clay Thompson, but he had surgery on his ankle. His ankle or his heel. It was on his, maybe it was on his heel. And so he was going to miss like most of the season. And then while he was recovering from that injury, he slipped in the shower and tore his Achilles. That's right. I'm sorry for laughing at that. That's not funny. So it was like, they, so they basically lost two seasons of him and yeah. they, and they, they come back and he's got this enormous contract and they're like, Oh my God, how are we going to get out of this situation? And not only have they gotten out of it, they made two trades, one to get Westbrook and one to get, and get rid of Westbrook. And in those two trades, They've cleaned up their salary books. They've put together a team that is young and definitely fun to watch. I don't know if it's a contender, but if you're a Wizards fan, you have to be really pleased and excited about Mm -hmm. the way this team is playing. Um, And they've done, I mean, they had to trade away one first round pick to, to, um, to trade wall, but then they got a first round pick back when they flipped Westbrook. And in the interim season, they did make the playoffs. It wasn't yep. like they had a 15-win season. You know, I don't think that it was, you know, it wasn't like acquiring LeBron in his prime. It wasn't getting LeBron and Wade to sign, but that's a pretty good management uh, of a roster. And, you know, Brad Beal is still there and committed. Um, he hasn't asked to jump ship yet, you know? <laughs> I mean, so, and if you keep him, he can be a free agent this summer. If you keep him, you will have done a, a really wonderful thing, which is why that literally today, Tommy Shepard, their general manager, got promoted and got into contract extension mm, because he's because he's done such a good job. And so, um, you know, uh, I don't necessarily, you know, Kyle Kuzma and, uh, you know, KCP, Kentavious Caldwell Pope <laughs> and and Montrez Harrell, yeah. like that's not exactly the core of a of a dynasty. <laughs> but, Jeez, um, that's harsh. You, if you looked at some of the guys that they were playing in that rotation last year, some of the guys they were giving real minutes to are like either not in the NBA or on the yeah. end of benches now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty good story. It gives hope to anybody. So real quick on Chicago. You know what I noticed last year? I mean, it wasn't just me. I'm sure other people saw it. But 
Thibodeau ran Julius Randle into the ground. I think he was like top three in minutes or whatever. And it really worked. They really played heavy minutes for their best players in the regular season, maximized it, and they you know got to the playoffs. If you look at the top 20 players for minutes per game, Brian, three Chicago Bulls are in there. They are really riding those guys hard. Levine, uh, Lonzo, uh, I don't know if Caruso's in there, but basically they're just saying, we're just going to go all out with our stars to try to, we're not going to like, you know, uh, work on the Lakers and um, save minutes for the playoffs. We're just got to get to the postseason. I, I kind of like the strategy. What do you think? It's a really good point. I think, um, I think it's something that uh, definitely bears watching. And, um, you know, I think the Bulls are under uh, quite a bit of pressure. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, from top down to have a really good year this year. Um, you know, they, they, the Arturis Kornishevis, the GM, or this president, I guess his title is, you know, some of his moves early on weren't great. He stuck his neck out taking Patrick Williams, who was just so so yeah. as a rookie. Um, you know, and, they were slapped in, you know, they're in this tampering investigation, which we don't know how that's going to turn who, out. Wait, who's that about? Well, they're, they were, if there's a tampering investigation about their acquisition of Lonzo Ball. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Interesting. I didn't, it, I was not even aware of that. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it's possible that they could face sanctions for it. <sighs> Come on. Um, Lonzo Ball. So, like, yeah. I mean, like, they could lose a draft pick. Oh. I mean, I'll tell you this, like, the, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks were accused of tampering two years ago and they were barred from getting the player who happened to be um, Bogdan Bogdanovich mm, and funny. they were stripped of a second round draft pick and um, didn't really slow them down because they won the championship. They, they kind but, of lucked into um, it, but let's not go there. Um, well, one more thing it, on the Bulls, Brian. Yeah, um, in the case of the Bulls, real quick, they got the player who's Lonzo Ball. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I mean, if you look at the scale, they could they could be facing – a penalty if they're found guilty. Yeah, interesting. I looking back at that draft, man, if they had gotten Halliburton, that would have been massive. But then they probably don't end up getting Lonzo and Caruso. Uh on the Bulls, as one of the marquee markets for TV, not having a good Bulls team for like 5 years and a good Knicks team for like, I don't know, 10 has kind of hurt the league. Would you agree with that? I mean, having the Bulls be a, a, a draw right now and watchable, you can actually put them on television. I think that's got to be a boost to the league, right? Yeah, although the TV ratings aren't doing great. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Uh, no, I mean, you know, for a long time, before LeBron came back, the Lakers had missed the playoffs for what, like six straight years. <sighs> and the Knicks had missed the playoffs for like six straight years. And the Bulls had missed the playoffs for three or four straight years. And, you know, I mean, the, the Warriors were, you know, definitely the class of the league in terms of uh, holding up the ratings. Then. But, like, you know, if the top three markets – aren't engaging their local fans with great teams. The NBA cannot be, um, you know, cannot be as strong as it can be as a whole. Yeah. And that's just the truth. And I say that as somebody from Cleveland, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm well aware of what it's like to be in the mid market or small market. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it definitely, you know, was an issue held the lead back. I mean, um, I, you know, for anybody that ever, 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 ever wants to talk about a conspiracy. Um, <laughs> no, we hate that. <laughs> conspiracies died the night of the lottery where the Lakers and Knicks uh, were in the top four with the with the Grizzlies and Pelicans. And John Morant 
and Zion Williamson were in the lottery. That's right. Yeah. And if you, you know, I, I remember they went to commercial and those were the, the final four teams, <laughs> Memphis, New Orleans, New York, and the Lakers. By the way, the Lakers getting into the top four helped them get Anthony Davis, but it's either here nor there. Yeah. Every conspiracy theory you could ever have about the lottery died in that moment. Mm. When the, when the, when the Pelicans and Grizzlies got picks one and two. And can we, can you imagine John Morant with the Knicks right now? That would be, Hello? yeah, they'd be on TV too, Hello? every night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's a sliding doors moment. What if the Lakers don't get the fourth pick? What if they get the second pick? Oof. They then not trade for Anthony Davis. You know, we could go on and yeah, on and yeah. on about what happened there. Wow. Um, but, um, huh. but yeah, but um, it's, uh, you know, it would have been better for the league if the Knicks had won that lottery. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, I know that they're doing better right now, but they would really be doing better if they had John Morant. Yeah. So um, that's, that's the, the way it goes. But I am happy to see the, the fans at the garden really engaged yeah. again, because the garden is one of the best places. And when the Knicks are doing well, it means that the league, to a certain extent, is doing hundred percent. Now you were the one who brought up Zion, so I will uh, pig it, piggyback off that. <laughs> um, unmitigated disaster, DefCon One. Where do you want to go on this Zion situation? I mean, the video of him like shifting around in the and stretching in the lane where he looks like he's close to three hundred pounds. Um, this is a guy who was pegged for stardom. Like he can see, he'll be the face of the league in five years, Brian. I... I'm not asking you to come on here and kill the Pelicans front office, but I know you're friends with Griff and he gets a big pass in the media because he knows everybody. But I mean, I don't know how he still has a job. And I read that. I think I heard on your podcast how he got into beef in some t in the tunnel with Gentry recently or something. But like this is that was just a funny story. Oh, I don't think that story. should okay. cost anybody their job. That's just a funny story. It, this has to be um, one of the one of the low points in the franchise. You wonder, are, are they even long for the for staying in New Orleans at this point? Yeah, they are because their owner, Gail Benson, who um, has no heirs, um, she announced that she's going to give when that when she passes away. She's in her 70s, but she's healthy. Okay. Um, she owns the Saints, too. And she announced that um, when when she passes away, that the Saints and the Pelicans are going to be sold and the profits will go to the city. Hmm. So she basically announced. I mean, I, I mean, who knows that she. Hopefully she lives another couple of decades and right. and the, the the Saints and Pelicans together are worth seven billion dollars. I don't know. <laughs> Today they would probably be worth about five billion. Yeah. Well that they, they haven't gone in the tax, the Lonzo situation. Um never. They, there's only two NBA teams that have never gone. Actually, I think there's only one. Um, which is the Pelicans. They've never gone in the tax ever. Which if you're if you're a star player, that yeah. absolutely is on your mind. Because like I know that when like LeBron went back to when LeBron was a free agent in 2014. And he was talking with teams like that was the first thing that he said. Are you willing to go into the tax no matter what? Um, because he didn't want uh, to, to devote his um, prime years to a team that was not going to go all out. Um, but, uh, you know, the Zion thing, that the, the thing that's just shocking, it's sad, but it's true. The Pelicans have given more Zion Williamson health delay updates <laughs> than they have victories. Wow. They've given like four of them. They have two wins as of right now. Oh my gosh. And I, he's still not close to playing. And, you know, Griff and the Pelicans really botched the public relations of this because they didn't announce that he was hurt. They didn't announce he had surgery. Um, I mean, that happens. I mean, Tom Brady comes back from the offseason and says, oh, yeah, by the way, I had knee surgery. Um, Chris Paul comes back 
Um, you know, and he says in an interview, by the way, I had wrist surgery a few weeks ago, you know, star players get star treatment. I would argue that for these companies that are, that are now, you know, uh, neck deep in involved with gambling, that that's a completely terrible way to run a business. Oh yeah. Because obviously many people do know that he's got certain, he's had surgery and that he will be out. And there were lines out there for the Pelicans that what they're over with their win over and under where people knew he had surgery. And the NBA is saying, come bet with us. Come fans, <laughs> come watch our games, wager, stay with us. But wait a minute. You're not being honest yeah. with, with injury information. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that they have to say when a player broke up with his girlfriend or, or whatever, but you know, if a guy has surgery, I think that should be, I think in, in this day and age where you're in business with the gambling companies, you should announce that. But I digress. Do you think <laughs> the, Maybe the, the, the Pelicans wrong. elected not to announce that? And they did that as a nod to Zion's request for privacy. And look, you're going to, you got to keep your star happy before anything else. I just talked about how you got to keep the engine well oiled. Yeah, I get it. But when you do that, you make the decision to hurt your credibility with your fan base. And then they came out there and then the exact same day that they slapped the fans across the face and said, hey, listen, Zion was out all summer because he broke his foot and had surgery. I mean, if you're a, you're a Pelicans fan, you're like, what? <laughs> and they're like, but don't worry. He's going to be back for opening night. And then Zion comes up. Zion gives his one interview he's given in the last, um, I don't know, he's given one interview in the last like six months. Wow, that's it? Oh, yeah, I'll be back. Uh, again, the NBA, you know, you know, the NBA, the players are supposed to talk to the media. And again, if they don't talk to the media because the media, boy, we really need today's clicks. They do that so that it engages the fans mm. and that they can hear from Zion how he's doing. And they don't have to rely on video clips or, you know, unnamed sources. But again, the NBA is like, don't you, you can do whatever you want, guys. You don't want to talk to the media. We don't care. We don't care if our television ratings are down. We're not going to talk to the media. Screw them. You know, LeBron's been out for two weeks. Don't talk to the media. Who, who wants to hear from him? Yeah. <laughs> you know, again, it's bad business, but what do I know? I'm just a little guy. But um, sure, Brian. So they come out and they do that. And so then not only is he not back for opening night, he's not back two weeks in. Yeah. They give another update. Still not back. Two more weeks. They give another update. Still not back. Two more weeks. We're six weeks into the season almost now. Mm. And they've given three updates just since opening night. Not, not training camp, opening night. And all that updates is that Zion is, you know, inching back and like if you're a pelicans fan you have you know the griff dave griffin and zion have lost credibility with you and look he comes back and scores a couple of 30 point games he'll get it back and i'm sure that's what they believe and that's true that's true but um i'm a huge believer in zion's uh uh talent i mean i know that's not exactly a hot take but <laughs> he's one of the he's one of the most breathtaking athletes i've, I've ever covered i've ever seen yeah. in the nba we bring you on for the thoughtfulness, and we'll wrap up with this, Brian. Um, you know, our our podcast is obviously biggest in L.A. because I moved out here, and um, the Lakers have been kind of up and down. And if I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. If you are the GM of the Lakers, and they say you can rewind time and go back to the offseason, and instead of getting Russell Westbrook, you could have gotten Buddy Heald, or if you even want to toss it out there, DeMar DeRozan. What would you, Brian Windhorst, have done? You've watched a lot of NBA, you've written books, podcasts, everything. What would you have done? Well, the Lakers had, um, you know, they had sort of four pieces that they could use in trade. 
they had actually I'll get I'll go so far as to say they had five. Okay. They had Kentavious Caldwell Pope, mm-hmm. you know, didn't have the greatest year last year, but plays three and D championship experience. They had Kyle Kuzma, who is starting a reasonable contract. Again, a good multi-dimensional player. They had Montrez Harrell going into the final year of his contract. Again, didn't have the greatest year last year, but has value. They had Alex Caruso, <coughs> who was a free agent, but they had his full rights, so they could have signed and traded him. And they had their first-round draft pick. They had those five things. They could have elected to hold on to all five, hold on to the guys they had under contract, make the draft pick, and um, re-sign Alex Caruso. Uh, or they could have broken them into pieces and said, we're going to keep two of them and trade two of them, or we're going to trade two of them here and two of them over mm-hmm. there. Um, instead, they traded four of them for Westbrook. Uh, they would only need to trade two of them for Buddy Heald. That's one thing people look at and say, Westbrook versus Heald, Westbrook versus Heald. That's not accurate. It's even better than that. <laughs> they could have traded for Buddy Heald and still had the other three things. So you tell me, is, is Caruso one of the three things they could have had? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you either could have re-signed him, which he wanted to do. Yeah. And then you'd still have him. And then you'd either have him to play or have him to trade. Um, and, like, here's the thing. Like, even after, you know, even if you had traded the other two guys and, you know, the other four guys and, and you just want to let Caruso walk, what you could have done was signed and traded him to Chicago. Mm. Um, and that would have cost you something. Chicago didn't need to do that to get him. You might've had to use a second round pick to get a trade exception back. But if you did that, then you'd have a $9 million trade exception that you could use. They just didn't do any of that. Okay. So can I stop you there for a sec? Do you think this was front office related or was this LeBron related? No, without question, LeBron and Anthony Davis said, we want Westbrook. And uh, you have to go like I have to like I have to respect that decision. Um, well, you I have respect to respect it, it, but do you have to do it? Yeah, you do. Oh, damn, you have to. You have to go with oh. what LeBron supports. Yeah. And um, if if you go down riding with LeBron, that's the way you have to go down. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say this, like it, you know, it obviously hasn't started well. But like, how can I not give the respect to AD and LeBron to believe that they can't put it together and figure it out by the end? Would I wager on that happening? No. But how can I not respect them? That's what, you know, the other thing is, you know, despite the fact that they are one of the richest in terms of generating revenue uh, teams in sports, they have a budget. They, they are not like, you know, the, um, the the clippers who don't have a budget they don't they are not owned by somebody worth a hundred billion dollars they are owned by the descendants of jerry buss the six uh family members and a couple other minority owners they don't they can't operate in the red okay but if if lebron wants you to operate in the red do you operate in the red i mean obviously to a certain extent they're paying the luxury tax right but they have a payroll that's lower than the bucks and the and the jazz interesting so I don't know. I just look, I look at the makeup of this team, and even when they're healthy, when Kendrick Nunn is back, and you know THT is working his way in, which is kind of kind of funny, Brian. You have to admit, we're, we're like talking about the Lakers and these stars, and they're like, well, Nunn and, and THT aren't fully back yet. You know, it's like okay, right. they're not even all stars, but I I just I don't see how Frank Vogel handles this down the stretch because Brian, you and I both know, 
they can't play Westbrook, LeBron, and AD down the stretch in meaningful playoff games. That's not going to work. Well, I would say that um, the last 15 years, the teams that LeBron has had, has been on, have devoted incredible amounts of resources and creativity to find players who can make space for LeBron and shoot Mm -hmm. to get out of his way and shoot so that he can go to work and have that support. They have basically tried to find players who are the opposite of Westbrook and the team that they won the championship with two years ago, cleared the space out for him and received passes and shot threes. Mm -hmm. And that is the inverse of the type of player that you want that, a guy like Buddy Heald and Alex Caruso are the exact prototypes of players that you yeah. wanted. The, 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 all those finals teams that he was on had players like that. Um, so going for Westbrook is an inverse of the strategy that has made that has had him on 10 finals teams. So, but okay. I also have to respect Jason that he's sitting in front of me saying, I need somebody else to take the yes. burden. To, 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 to hold the ball and create the offense so that I can save myself because I'm 37 yep. years old and I can save myself. Is, and if he says that to me, holding his rings and MVPs <laughs> and gold medals and everything, <laughs> I have to respect it. Even if I don't think it makes sense necessarily, I have to respect what he's saying. Is he trying to thread the needle? Is LeBron saying, hey, we need Russ? You know why? Because I'm going to probably miss 20, 25 games. AD's probably going to miss 15, 20, 25 games. We need someone to carry us through the dog days of January and February. We will be fine come playoffs. But, Brian, but then the question becomes, what happens in those final five minutes of games four, five, six, seven? Can you just tell Russ, hey, Russ, uh, we're going to sit you down. We need shooters on the floor. Like, how is he going to handle that? How is Vogel going to navigate that? I don't know that LeBron fully thought that through. Stay tuned. I mean, I'll tell you what. I've seen LeBron do some stuff, man. I've seen give, give it, like stuff. what? Name one, name one awesome thing that LeBron's done that's proven he can do this. He can tell Russell Westbrook, hey, dude, you got to just chill out and sit out. I mean, at the end of, at the end of playoff games, the ball's going to be in LeBron's hands. And if it's not, it'll be a problem. <laughs> I, think, I think Russ knew that when he, when he came. I really do. I think, he, I think he, I think in Russ's position, I mean, Russ really, really wanted it, man, because like the Lakers were about to do this other deal. And and listening to DeRozan, DeRozan gave an interview to Yahoo Sports this week where he said that he thought he was going to go to the Lakers too. Mm. And um, and so, you know, here's DeRozan and here's Buddy Heald, and they're thinking about being Lakers. Um, uh, trying to think who else recently gave an interview where he talked about thinking he was going to be a Laker. Wow. All these guys thought they were going to be Lakers, right? And Russ is like, <laughs> I got it. Uh, actually, I want to be a Laker. Yeah. So I, I, I read he, the story about LeBron Russ, sat down you know, with him Russ in LA. doesn't come do it without knowing that was possibly going to happen yeah. at the end of the season. I, I, again, this is probably calling for speculation. I'd get yelled at in the courtroom. But do you think that the front office was working on DeRozan heel deals? And then Russ said, hey, I want to be there. And then LeBron and AD are like, oh, oh, yeah, we've got to take that guy. Well, according to DeRozan, his agent was working on it. I don't know where he De- DeMar was in the priority for the Lakers. Um, he just said his agent was working on it. But hmm. obviously, Russ knew that there was only so many chairs before the music stopped. Yeah. And he, and he was so, stuck in what city before this? I've forgotten. He's been on so many teams, I've forgotten. He was on your Washington Wizards. Ah, right? yes. I'm sure loving life out there. 
Yeah. All right, Brian Windhorst, sorry to keep you so long. Uh, great stuff as always. New York Times bestselling author, podcaster, TV guy. I mean, you go on PTI. You go on every show, right? Yeah, basically at the network. Not during football season, man. Like until the Super Bowl, they'll they'll you know they'll remember that there's basketball um, <laughs> after the Super Bowl. Okay. But, you know, right now I'm on the NBA today in my podcast, and I cover some games. And just take it easy and let the football carry the ball. For the time being. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, Brian. Happy holidays and uh, talk to you soon. You too. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their hand-cooked test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Great stuff for Brian Windhorst. Really a, a nice guy, an informed NBA opinionist, and he's thoughtful. Uh, really good stuff. I really enjoyed it. Um, Brian Windhorst, good dude. All right, let's get to the best bet here on Straight Fire. I probably should have been keeping track um, throughout the season of how we've done. I feel like, I don't want to eyeball it and say like 58%, but it's been more hits than misses, that's for sure. Mondays was a great example of when the game is gross and everybody's on one side and you do not want the other side, take the other side. And that applies tonight. Yes, you got to bet the Atlanta Falcons getting seven at home against the New England Patriots. I know I've gone against the Patriots a bunch this season. Um, It has not gone well, uh, namely Carolina. Uh, I like Cleveland against them last week. Mac Jones is ascending. But if you're buying the Patriots, a rookie quarterback laying seven on the road, you're buying at the top of the market. And that's like the worst time to buy. And all week, all we've heard, what are the narratives out there right now? Watch out for the Patriots. Boy, they're dangerous. That was mine last week. This week, mainstream. Patriots, oh my God, Mac Jones, rookie of the year. Look out for the Patriots. They could, they could, win, the, they could win the AFC. That's how good they are right now. Folks, they got a rookie quarterback going on the road. Now, I know that some things line up here to go against the Falcons. Um, rookie quarterback, Thursday night football. I'm sorry, rookie coach Thursday night football. That is usually a toxic mix. We are late in the season. Corderell Patterson, we're going to find out today. He's questionable. It was looking like he was definitely out, and now he's questionable. What's Corderell Patterson worth to the line? I mean, he's worth what? Maybe half a point? A quarter of a point? We're talking about Corderell friggin' Patterson. Like, settle down. We saw last week where you can just plug in guys. Alvin Kamara did not play for the Saints. They just plug and chug and covered the spread against Tennessee, which was had the best record in the AFC. Like, running backs, whatever. It's not a big deal. Now, do, are the Falcons good? No, they're not. Somehow they're still in the mix for the playoffs. Is there a scenario where Belichick comes out and this is 30 to nothing? Of course. Yeah, that feels like you have to exist that every week with Bill Belichick. He's that good. I saw a stat where Mac Jones has the is the uh, quarterback who's completed the most passes to running backs. They're just keeping it safe. Atlanta's defense is not great. There is nothing about this team to like. That being said, I'm going to have to take a touchdown on Thursday Night Football in Atlanta. Now, this is not a big play for me. Um, I, going against Bill Belichick long-term is not positive for your bankroll. But I would suspect that the Falcons, who basically took the fourth quarter off because they were getting beat so bad by Dallas, they will not play that poorly. Are they going to play as great as they did the week prior against New Orleans? No, that was a divisional opponent. The familiarity was there, but they played out of their minds. They dominated that game for three quarters and then held on. I don't foresee Alabama winning. I'm sorry, Alabama. Atlanta winning outright, but I have to take the seven. I, I think just on principle. Remember, this line was... New England minus two and a half. Early in the year, they set out lines for all the games. Has your opinion changed that much of both of these teams that it should go through the three and through the seven? Like, I, that to me is insane. 
Um, if you want to tease at uh, New England down, that's great. There are many great teaser leg opportunities out there. I mean, you don't want to, if you if you feel good about Buffalo, you tease them down. You tease New England. Um, you know, I, I don't know how you guys feel about the Chargers. That line keeps moving up against the Steelers. Uh, sounds like there are issues within Pittsburgh, and Big Ben may not be ready to go. Um, six is a lot for Justin Herbert to lay. Let's see what's up with TJ Watt, though. If TJ Watt doesn't play, uh, you know, if he plays, obviously it's a problem for Herbert, even though the Chargers O-line has been great. But um, there are teaser-like options. But overall, you know, you want to bite the bullet. I'm not saying put down $500 on the Atlanta Falcons getting seven. Uh, you make an action play, maybe start Cord Patterson in fantasy like I am. Uh, and hope for the best. All right, guys, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.